What's up, everyone? Thank you for checking out episode 74 of Raise the Geek. This week, we dive into the news of Hugh Jackman returning to the Wolverine character in Deadpool 3, and we're going to kick off our second annual Halloween month and embrace a little nostalgia as we take in Hocus Pocus 2. So don't go anywhere, because I'm Chris, and as always, I'm here with my buddy Don. How we doing, man? Chris, what is up today? My friend, welcome to the spooky season. October 1st. October 1st, when we are recording this, you will not hear this on October 1st, but it is when we're recording it. But we are officially in Halloween month, and Halloween is uh, one of our favorite holidays. We talked about this last year when we had our um, our month of spooky podcasts, but uh, nothing's changed. We feel the same. Love this month. It's, feels, it's just a feel-good fall, autumn, fun time. Plus, plus it's your birthday month. That too, that too. Well, when you're, when you're turning the age I'm about to turn, it's not as exciting anymore, <laughs> but... True, hey, it's true. Hey, I just did it in April, so I understand. We all we all get there sometime. That that we do, that we do. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Or do you think this Halloween season, anything's going to be better than Malignant that we talked about last year? Because I still think about that movie. <laughs> Great, I do too. When I loved that movie, I think I saw a couple posts last month. It was like obviously saying it's been a year since Malignant released. Yeah, I saw on Twitter people were talking about it again, and I was like, man, I should watch Malignant every year. I almost put it. I will. I almost put it on the other night. I ended up watching Insomnia, the Christopher Mm. Nolan movie with Al Pacino and Robin Williams. Yeah, it was kind of boring yeah it was fine but somewhere in there halfway through i was kind of just like all right i'm done with this malignant's definitely crossed my mind as something maybe i want to rewatch this month um i'm also sitting here like man you know what i haven't watched again and i've only seen once and it's not a halloween movie but like just the dark and the the grittiness of it is like i want to watch batman the batman again have you watched the batman a second time nope man it's just sitting there i'm like that movie's so good like why haven't i watched it again because it's three hours long. That's, I mean that, but yes. <laughs> I know what you mean. I loved it. And it's like October. It seems like the perfect time to maybe get it in. I've, I saw an article like that was, or saw her tweet. I don't remember what it was, but someone was like, the Batman is a Halloween movie. Feels like one uh, so, enough. I mean, I will. Why I will not? agree with that. I will agree with that. So, man, I was at work yesterday. Actually, we had to go into the office. Sure. I was sitting in a little conference room getting ready for the meeting that we have on Fridays. And my boss walks in. He's like, hey, Chris, how's it going? And I'm just like, hey, man. And then he goes, hey, this is for you. And he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out oh. this like little piece of plastic and he puts it down on the desk next to me and starts to walk away. I'm like, what is that? He goes, it's a baby T-Rex arm. You're welcome. And he just <laughs> walked out of the room. <laughs> he just uh... Gave me a little baby T-Rex arm that he had in his pocket for some reason. That was his son's. So it sat there for like our whole meeting. And then when the meeting was over, he's getting ready to leave. He goes, hey, I'm going to need that back. <laughs> Took it back and left. Oh, man, that's a random. That's a strange random happening there. Yeah, it's very strange random happening. I enjoyed all of it. I don't know why that reminds me of like the seat in Napoleon Dynamite where he was just putting tater tots in his pocket. <laughs> It was like, Napoleon, <laughs> give me some of your tots. No. <laughs> he just, and he like buttoned that pocket. Yeah. And just sitting in class, like he'd open it up and take out one and just eat it. And then he'd button the pocket back up. It was the uh, most random fucking movie. 
yeah, the movie's dumb, but like it's it has so some stupid. hilarious parts to it. It's it's I love that movie, but yes, it's extremely stupid. And I wonder when they're gonna. I mean, Napoleon Dynamite two's coming, right? I mean, we're we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, we're as we said in our opening, we're about to go thirty years later, and we're getting Hocus Pocus two that we watched today or yesterday, or we watched mm-hmm. to uh, to talk about it. I mean, Napoleon Dynamite two. I mean, I'm surprised. I'm surprised they never did do one. They did a cartoon uh, that was like a right, but that was like a sequel in spirit, but like a true live action sequel. I'm surprised they never did. Like that movie just had underground cult movie energy to it. That seems like by now you feel like there would have been one. Yeah. So if like if, if they did one in the future, I would not be surprised. It would probably be stupid as hell. Oh yeah. So it was the first one, but still a hilarious, fun romp. That it was. That it was. I would be here for Napoleon Dynamite 2. I'd also be here for a Black Dynamite 2. Oh, shit. Give us all the dynamites. Give us all the dynamites, because Black Dynamite is amazing. I <laughs> love them. And that also got a cartoon semi-sequel. Saying Black Dynamite, it reminds me of, I have this random memory that I think of every now and then, where me and my dad used to watch American Gladiators when we were when I was little, like when that was like, big shit on tv and everyone loved american gladiators for those too young to remember look it up american gladiators from not the remake that was stupid but the one from like the 90s uh and i just remember being a kid sitting there watching american gladiators with my dad and it was quiet it was real quiet (laughs) and then just out of nowhere he was like donald i gotta tell you if i was on this show and i was one of them gladiators my name would be dynamite (laughs) i was like yeah dad (laughs) My name would be done. He was ready, man. He was ready to be a gladiator. You wanted to get up there with turbo and nitro and laser. <laughs> oh boy, anyway. That is amazing. My yeah. name would be dynamite. I like all that I heard there. And uh, so you don't miss any other crazy stories like that. Make sure you like, subscribe, and follow this podcast on all social media and podcast services. Hit us up with those five-star reviews. It really helps out the show. If you want to join the conversation, you can hit us up on Twitter at RaiseTheGeek, Instagram at RaiseTheGeek, or you can shoot us an email, RaiseTheGeek at gmail.com. Those are the places you know where to go. And as always, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. That we do. So, first up, we had some news that came out this week that I wanted to talk about because the first one, which I know I'm probably more excited than you are about it, but Community, the TV show that ran on NBC from like 2009 to 2015, is finally getting its movie. They started there in season two. They started a reoccurring joke where they said six seasons in a movie, six seasons in a movie, and they kept that going throughout the entire course, and they got their six seasons, and now it's time for their movie, as it's been announced as a Peacock original film coming out in 2023. I'm super pumped for this, Don. I know you. I asked you before we recorded, and you said, never watch Community. And I don't know. No. Oh, my God. My Stone Cold beard just spilled everywhere. While you clean that up, <laughs> talk about your experience with community. Yeah, there's it's really non existent. Um, you know, I guess the main reason I probably passed on that show is just it being a network sitcom. And like to me, 
<laughs> those haven't been funny since like early the office yeah. so i never really give him the chance like one modern day that everyone loves and talks about is abbott elementary like it's one of the funniest shows you'll laugh like but it's on abc i'm not gonna watch it yeah. uh so yeah community was like that um i've heard good things and i know like dan Harmon is the voice is the creative mind behind it yeah who i find really funny just from rick and morty and uh see how smart and like funny he is so i'm sure community has that similar type of humor um but yeah it's good news for all you community fans out there like yourself so why don't you speak on that how how's that are you going to be there watching it the day it comes out yes 100 percent, 100 percent. unless it comes out in some weird random day that i just can't for whatever reason but yes it's a reason to keep peacock or get peacock um they are getting all of the the entire run of the series um, which seems like it's gotten a lot, you know, because it hit Netflix and hit Hulu and hit a lot of the streaming services. It seems like more people have watched it because of that, because one, as you said, NBC, nobody was watching it then. And that was why every year they ended going, are we going to get another uh, season? We don't know, you know, because it was network TV and now it's all six are together. I mean, the last season was on Yahoo screen. That was how you had to watch season six of community Yahoo screen yikes that's i don't even know i didn't even know what that thing was at the time when i watched it sounds like it sounds like you just made that up i never heard of that before but But that was what season six was on now you can find it all in one one place and i love that show it's it's one of my ones that i always go back to it's fun now because the cast has gotten so much more you know famous like i remember when it Mm -hmm. first came i was like oh chevy chase and i like joel McHale from like the soup and i knew nobody else on that show and then coming off of that now it's like oh i know who ken jong is and i know who donald glover is and i know who you know it's like all of those people became uh i can't remember the one girl's name isn't like allison brie on there allison brie i blanked on her name yvette nicole brown i always catch her and stuff so lots of just like that whole cast there is just iconic for me and once again you said dan Harmon. i mean that show it's, it's like a live action rick and morty it's like i mean the humor is exactly the same and they do outrageous things they did an entire episode that was a complete law and order spoof where they worked with dick wolf and actually followed the entire like how a law and order episode is broken down and they literally just mm-hmm. solved the murder of a of a murdered science experiment and it was like this 20 minute perfect law and order clone that they did. And they had all the different characters and they're like all of the little montages and stuff they did was just great. Is like I said, it's I highly recommend it as a show and now we got a movie. So hype should be there, but yes, I'm planning my rewatch getting ready for the movie. Right on. Yeah. Maybe I'll give it a shot. I don't know. Um, I want to be a part of it. Fear of missing out but right, uh right. i did see something that like they got most of the cast to say they would come back for this but i think chevy chase's name was missing and i didn't see donald glover so you'll have to wait and see if he they yeah, come yeah. like he's probably the biggest star now um of that entire cast i would say like has a yeah. lot going on so it'd be cool if he came back if everybody came back for that so yeah, i would you'll just have to be- yeah i know him and yvette nicole brown were both not announced but like the cast has been kind of tagging them in all of these things so i'm sure they're doing negotiations and i would be surprised if they didn't at least show up in some capacity but who's to say yeah. i don't know i don't know them you don't 
I'd be I would be shocked if you did. Yeah, I don't know them. So, I mean, I don't know what Donald Glover's motivations are to do or not to do. I would hope he would as a fan of the show and love to see Troy running around with Abed doing stuff and being zany. Um, as someone put on Twitter, one of the things, one of the jokes they always had was they always would sing their names. And one of the jokes that they I saw on Twitter was someone was like, Troy and Abed in their 40s. And that made me laugh because they're <laughs> okay. old now. <laughs> so. I'm super pumped for Community, the movie, and I am ready for it. Other news that dropped this week, Don, Armor Wars, not to be confused with Armory Wars, as I keep putting in there, which is a Coheed and Cambria comic book, but Armor Wars, the Don Cheadle War Machine uh, Disney Plus show has got turned into a movie this week. They said, Mm. this is the best way to tell this story. We're doing a movie. And that's about all of the information we have on what the Armory Wars is. That you, just called Armory, you just called it Armory Wars again. again. Armor Wars. I got. I'm uh, never gonna get that right. But Armor no, Wars. It's okay. Close. Bum you out, man. Uh, I don't know if that's the word for it. I just think it's whatever they in their in their production process have decided is the best course of action for this uh, franchise. Just go with that. If if you only have enough material to do a two hour movie instead of a six to eight hour show then by me by all means make it a movie um which is what they're doing my only question is is there enough interest in you know captain rhodes uh as a what character was the last time we've seen him i well, guess endgame or well he had one scene in uh falcon and the winter soldier oh yeah he did like in the first episode he was in it like one scene yeah yeah. Um, so he's still kind of hanging around but a lot of people think that whatever happens in the secret invasion show which we've seen that he's going to be in is going to you know influence what armor wars is going to be so yeah now it's a movie i've I've seen a couple rumors out there you know how we treat rumors we don't buy too much stock into them until stuff's confirmed but uh we got to talk about the rumors anyway. I saw rumors that um, White Vision would be showing up. His next appearance would be for Armor Wars. And also a, a cool little nugget of Sam Rockwell's character from Iron Man 2. Uh, I think Hammer, Justin Hammer or something his yeah, name yeah. was, uh, would be coming back for Armor Wars too. So if those turn out to be true, that'd be cool because we haven't seen hammer since like iron man 2 and everyone's been wondering what's going on with white vision ever since the end of wandavision so uh i'll be interested enough obviously you gotta wait and see what it's gonna look like but just give it to me however you want always interested if you had sam rockwell to the cast of anything i'm interested because sam rockwell just cracks me up no he's great he's great yeah just underrated but not at the same time it's really weird yeah now the question is Mm-hmm. Is this movie Disney Plus or is this going to be theaters? Do you see them doing Armor Wars in the theaters? Mm, I don't know, man. It's it's a good question. They still have haven't yet seen to... anything on that, right? They just no. said it's being turned into a movie. But what does that they, mean? We just assume movie means theatrical because they haven't done a Marvel movie made for Disney Plus yet. Now, is that day coming? Maybe. Maybe this would be the first one. It makes um, sense to me to be the first one. But then it's like if you if you're spending movie money, do you want it in the theater to make movie dollars? Um 
I yeah, don't know. I don't know what that. I don't know what that cost. I mean, because they could spend show money. They could. I mean, you would imagine if they if they're making it for Disney Plus, then the budget's going to be smaller, right? But I don't know what the budget for the show was, so they might be able to make a kick-ass movie with the budget. The budget could have still been a hundred million dollars to do yeah. a six to eight episode show. You got to assume too, like War Machine, Rhodes. That's a lot of like Iron Man suits and armor. Like that ain't a cheap budget either. No, so no. that's a lot of CGI there. I mean, they all are, but especially all that. So uh, I don't know. It's a good question. We'll just have to kind of wait and see. Just an interesting announcement there that it's uh, no longer a show and going to be a film. Absolutely. Absolutely. Works for me. It means it'll be shorter. There you go. And we last up, we got the announcement this week, the one that everyone's been waiting for and the one that we didn't know if it was actually going to happen. But Ryan Reynolds dropped onto his Twitter a video of him trying to figure out what to do for Deadpool 3 and trying to figure out the plot. And then he uh, the tag ending tag of that video was basically Hugh Jackman walking in and him going, hey, Hugh, you want to be Wolverine again? He goes, sure. And bam, Wolverine, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine will be in Deadpool 3 and Ryan Reynolds proposed road trip Deadpool sequel with Wolverine seems to be a go mm. coming out in what 2024 yeah it'll be part of phase uh, 6 I think I think, so. I think yeah I think they lumped it in there it'll be the in, yeah same phase as Fantastic 4 Secret Wars and um what's the other one the Kang Dynasty yeah. so the fourth movie announced for phase six it's cool man it's i i didn't nobody really could predict this one uh we all assumed that logan was like his swan song um because he said it because he said it but you know things change and people change their minds and want to come back because things sound fun and they want to work with their friends it's documented well documented that hugh jackman and ryan reynolds are like buddies in real life and and ryan reynolds has been talking about joking about wolverine and hugh jackman and his movies for you know years and yeah trying to talk him out of retirement and hugh's always said no but hey man maybe maybe just finally he's like okay i want to do it one more time i can't hold it against him i can't blame him uh it's gonna be pretty cool dude like uh hugh jackman's wolverine is synonymous with kind of what started this whole superhero movie trend and genre and he's going to be in an mcu movie like still just let that sink in a little bit like his wolverine is going to be in an mcu movie now i'm sure it's going to be heavily influenced with this multiverse time travel kind of stuff that's how this is going to happen we're in the multiverse right now Mm -hmm. um so that's how they're going to make this work because they did come out with a second little video basically where Ryan Reynolds said Logan or, you know, Wolverine died in Logan. That happened in 2029. We're not messing with that. That's still, that still happened. So you, by him saying that you're assuming, you know, this is a Wolverine brought in through like a time, time kind of a thing, some kind of time travel or multiversal, whatever. Even if, even if you don't want to do that, it's not 2029 yet. Which is true. So, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, I know people have been freaking out about that. Well, he died in Logan. Well, yeah, Logan took place in 2029. This movie's coming out in 2024. They could set this movie in 20, 
2000. They can, I mean, you can set this movie mm-hmm. whenever it like, is. Even, even if you just set it in 2024, like yeah. current, modern day, exactly. he's still living. Right. So even if you assume that it's 2024, so I've never understood the people freaking out about that because that's the first thing I thought of was like, hey, he died in Logan, but this takes place before Logan. Done. We literally live our entire life consuming prequel after prequel after prequel. Why is this one so complicated for people to try to understand? You know, it's like, come on, you're just reaching really hard to be mad about something. Oh, yeah. You know, that's how people are nowadays. But I think it also more so not just the time thing, but people don't want Logan to feel cheaper because, well, that was supposed to be his last appearance. We saw him die. That was his last adventure. We don't want to see him in something else to like cheapen that. I don't care about all that. I want to see I want to see Wolverine and Deadpool fucking shit up together (laughs) because that's going to be hilarious and awesome. And they're you know, they're going to fight each other. Like, dude, you don't want to see a Deadpool Wolverine fight on screen. Who doesn't want to see that shit? That's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be so awesome. You and I used to do Deadpool Wolverine fights when we were kids in our bedroom. Why are you giving away our secrets? <laughs> because it fits in with how much that this would is awesome. Yeah, we've been and you know we weren't the only ones doing that. Yeah, we've been there are a lot of you out there like, listening that were sitting down with your friends and one was Wolverine and one was Deadpool and you guys were beating the shit out of each other like that. That yeah. happened. Yeah, we've been imagining this since fourth grade and, and yeah. stuff. So to finally see it come to life on screen is going to be crazy. I feel like this this film's going to have as much hype as No Way Home. Like, and that's hard. Oh, yeah. That's weird to not weird to say, like, you didn't think that would happen again. But this one will. This one definitely will. Like, people love Deadpool by itself mm-hmm. like a deadpool 3 by itself was going to get enough word of mouth and talk but you're throwing the godfather of superhero movies <laughs> into this right and they're like real life friends and just like it's kind of insane to grasp what did i what did i text you after you sent me that announcement there's yeah. a billion dollars like yeah it's a billion dollar movie it's a billion dollar movie just right there with that announcement you you could put garbage up on the screen and you're yeah. still going to make a billion dollars because yeah, come on. Come so on. I'm excited. I'm excited. You're excited, right? Oh yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I can't wait to see, because obviously they, they were in X-Men origins. Ryan Reynolds played Deadpool there. And that was always kind of a running joke. And I think both Deadpool movies, including, I think Hugh Jackman, wasn't he in the end credit scene for Deadpool two? Yeah. They were making fun of that. Ryan Reynolds, modern day Deadpool came back to kill his, wolverine origins deadpool yeah and like shot him like 15 times while he was on the ground and basically like called his shot because he's calling what's happening right now saying like i know you're retired and i know whatever but if you ever want to come back just let me know just let me know and like it that's happening that is now happening which is insane yes 100 percent. i need to watch deadpool 2 again right it's been a long time for that one i watched deadpool 1 a lot deadpool 2 i think i only watched it in theaters yeah, it was fun. It was, I mean... I remember I, liking it. I, I had nothing I wrong. I the original, but it was, it was good. I remember enjoying the fact that I got to finally see Juggernaut done well on screen. Right. Because Juggernaut in Last Stand was garbage. Sorry, Vinny Jones. I love you in a lot of stuff. That was not it, man. <laughs> no, that was... That left a bad taste. So, yeah, that Juggernaut was cool. And we had Cable and Domino. And, yeah, that was... That was a good time. God, yeah, I'm totally gonna watch that movie tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. Feel I feel it in my bones, but yes, super pumped up for that. But Don, 
we're here halloween month october one it's here disney plus gave us a little bit of a bit of nostalgia that um, i know a lot of people were super pumped for and we actually watched it to start off kick everything going for halloween month we watched hocus pocus 2 we're going to talk about it but before we do we want to make sure you know that this episode of raise the geek is sponsored by anchor.fm after almost 30 years, Disney Plus finally gave a lot of people what they wanted. Hocus Pocus 2 is here is an original movie on Disney Plus. And um, I'm going to tell you what it's about real quick and who it stars, because it's about three young women who accidentally bring back the Sanderson sisters from the original movie to modern day Salem and must figure out how to stop the child hungry witches from wreaking havoc on the world. And it stars Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Najimy or Peggy Hill. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> That's what she's mostly known for in our minds anyway. It's Sister Act. Sister oh, Act right. I have in my head too. She was she was one of them nuns. She was she was the goofy one and just like she was with Hocus Pocus and those are her claims to fame. Hocus Pocus, Sister Act, Peggy Hill. <laughs> and that's it. Um and then she pops up in other things and you're always happy to see her. So It's funny when you started your description of this movie you said this is a story of three young women. I thought you're not in my mind. I was like three young women, though. Those witches. No, they're all old as hell now. Uh, I they think are. I, I was like looking up their ages during this. Cause like you said, it's been since 1993. Yeah. Like Bette Midler 76. Like she's almost 80. It's crazy. I mean, she still moves really good for a 76 year old woman, mm-hmm. but like even, uh, I think Kathy and Jimmy's in her 60s and Sarah Jessica Parker. I was, it was like 57. I was like, that's crazy. Uh, when this movie came out, she was 27 then when the first one came out. Um, but yeah, man, we watched it. We watched it uh, to kick off Halloween month because, you know, Hocus Pocus and it's on Disney Plus and it's free. So when, uh, and you know what? Hocus Pocus was a thing. You know, I remember going to see I'm probably with you went to, to the theaters in 1993 to see Hocus Pocus when we were like 10 or 11 years old going ah Hocus Pocus. And I remember watching it. Did we did you see it in the theaters? Probably. Or am I making this up and just assuming you're there? I might have been. I, I dude, I can't remember <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> let alone 1993. But I'm sure it's something it sounds like something that could be true. I've seen Hocus Pocus countless times over the year, though. It's like one of those things where it's not. Here's my thing with Hocus Pocus. Is it a good movie? No. But is it just like a <laughs> is it just like a. Nostalgia feel good, something that when you see it pop up in October, you're like, oh, Hocus Pocus, like a fun Halloween spooky child, spooky romp. And that's what Hocus Pocus has always been to me. It's, it's, it's not, it's not an Oscar winning film by any means. It's just supposed to be, but it's a family friendly, like a little bit scary for kids, but fun movie. And that's just how I kind of always thought of that movie. Mm -hmm. Um, How about you? Like, how many times do you think you've seen it over the years? Tons, right? Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Like I said, I watched, I'm, I know I saw it. Then, you know, it fell into the trap where it was like my sister loved it. So mm. then I had to hate it. Okay. Because, you know, that's how things work when you that's have siblings. Families, that's, that's how, how family works. Then as I got older, you kind of look back at it, nostalgia, and you watch it again. Now, when I worked at a hotel and I worked in recreation, we literally played it every night for the kids. 
Mm-hmm. So I watch it a lot of times um, in that way because we played it all the time. So I saw a lot. I've seen a lot of Hocus Pocus in my days. And yeah, it's a like you said, it's a fun little romp. And what was surprising is you talk about family friendly, like scary, you know, stuff that you watch with the family. Like the original was a lot darker than this one, man. Like those witches were casting spells on like the parents. They're like, you're going to dance to your death. <laughs> like they didn't do anything like that in this one like <laughs> sucking sucking souls out of kids yeah and... they were like cooking children and uh like i said <laughs> they were making people yeah dance to their death and like i said it was it was a little bit more uh a little bit more heavy back in the 90s and also i'm not gonna lie every little 90s year 90s era boy um thought sarah jessica parker was hot as the 100 percent young witch so we all watched it for that too like she's hot uh oh yeah that was our excuse (laughs) as to why we watch her we liked well sarah jessica parker's hot i love her i love that witch movie sucks yeah she's man yeah she looks she's a hottie yeah uh 100 (laughs) so yeah all those things combined like i said nostalgia still got the feel i i if if hocus pocus was on tv tomorrow and i'm flipping around channels i'd probably sit and watch it it's, it's on right the, now i can right, guarantee you it's on right now yeah like freeform or one of them when, stupid channels when i used to write for cbr the last article i wrote for them was here in october and it was literally an article about when you can watch hocus pocus this october and it was literally documenting every time it airs on TV for the month of October and putting that into an article because it's on that much that we had to create a guide. I believe it. Insane. Yeah. Well. Like, the, like a Christmas story. But <laughs> it's just on all day on Christmas, but this is all month. Yeah, you're right. It is one of those. It's just become one of those over the years and. And along with that, it just came people for how many years and years talking about how come they never made Hocus Pocus 2? When is Hocus Pocus 2? Why has there never been a sequel? Well, it took all the way until 2022 to finally get this thing uh, made. So, I mean, people were excited when it uh, got announced and it came out and we watched it. We did. We did. So let's <laughs> talk about it. Now, I, I first thing I'm going to say, which really doesn't have anything to do with the movie, but just coming back to with Disney Plus and just their strategy. Dropping this on the 30th or pretty much the 1st of October. Perfect. Mm -hmm. This was a great movie to just kind of ease you into Halloween. Like this morning, I noticed we hit October 1st. I woke up super early because I have a problem. And when I was up at like five in the morning and like flipping through TV, it was nice to see sci-fi, all horror, AMC, all horror, freeform, all horror, like all these channels on TV were all these horror movies stuff. So it was exciting to see that. And then to be able to sit down and be like, I'm gonna watch Hocus Pocus too, like a new kind of high quality direct Disney channel movie. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought it was a good, instead of waiting later in the month, it's a good way to start off October and kind of give people and the fans the month to kind of, watch yeah. it over and well, over like instead of putting this out on october 30th or october right. 31st like they're smart they know what they're doing you put it out on october 1st you're gonna get people watching this every day families watching this every day from now for the next month for the yes. next 30 days people are gonna be watching this film uh probably some with families with young children like more than once so smart move by them yeah absolutely yeah. I, agree. I know i texted my sister and said how many times you watch hocus pocus 2 already and she was like 
I haven't yet. And I'm like, oh, you let me down. I really wanted to be able to talk about my sister. I've already watched it like four times. I've seen it five times. I'm Winifred. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. But we we did watch it. And I don't know, man. What did you think? I liked it. Okay. I was entertained. I, I As I told you, I had a couple beers, lowered my expectations. <laughs> uh, we kind of sat and watched it. I enjoyed it. I, I laughed. Um, it got me a couple times. I mean, it was inoffensive family horror. Like, I really didn't have any problem with it. I mean, of course, it's like you said, it's for kids. So it's hard for me to be like, oh, oh, oh. I don't have kids of my own to be able to have a different perspective for it. But watching it, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it had some good some good jokes in there and it ran a little long. And um, I but but they did that thing or they didn't do, which I think was my pleasant experience with it was a lot of times when you have these like long gestated sequels, you know, where you're, you're sitting there and you're like, oh, it's been 20 years and now we're finally getting part two. And then it seems like either one, the actors can't do it. Mm-hmm. They can't get back into those roles or two. They always find awkward ways to like redo the jokes that made every, you know, that everybody knows from the original. And this one, they did those jokes, but they didn't. None of it felt tacked on like it didn't feel like they were trying too hard to like recapture the magic that they had in the original and i thought all three of the leads were able to jump back into those roles pretty seamless pretty easily yeah so i mean i i enjoyed it i mean am i going to watch it over and over again probably not am i ever going to watch it again probably not like i mean i don't know if it's going to be a thing there but i mean i don't regret the hour and 40 minutes i spent with the sanderson sisters (laughs) the sanderson sisters yeah Okay. Okay. Um, Tell me I feel pretty it. similarly. <laughs> I feel I pretty say <laughs> No. Um, I'll put it this way. I did find myself at times being able to just like zone out and like look at my phone and not pay attention for a while. Um, it's one of those kind of movies. Yeah. But I didn't hate it. I thought it was fine. Um, it's one of those where you're going to compare it to the original and I just have more nostalgia for the original one. That's why I, I will say that I preferred it to this, but as far as like sequels go with a 30 year break in between, yeah. um, I don't think they could have done much else. So I feel like they kind of accomplished it. I agree with you. The, the three lead actresses were kind of able to jump into that, jump back into the roles pretty seamlessly for, a 30 year break. Um, yeah, man, it was fine. And like you said, they, they, they wanted to go with the same jokes. Cause like some of the same jokes, but they did it in new different ways without making it too cheesy. Yeah. Like yeah. a lot of the running jokes from the original one is, you know, the witches seeing modern day things that they don't understand. And it kind of freaks them out. Like yeah. when they're seeing a, a television for the first time or, or, uh, this one was a cell phone, a flashlight or light bulbs. Nowadays, it's like you said, a, a cell phone, um, self-propelled vacuum cleaners and a Walgreens. You know what I mean? They just kind of did the same jokes, but updated them for 2022. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you that it was. It was fine, inoffensive and. Plus. It had Tony Hale in it. 
<laughs> and I mean, can you really go wrong with Buster Bluth being in anything? Yeah, he was the funniest person in the entire film. No, he but... was. He was he was cracking me up. He was cracking me up when he was the reverend back in Salem in the opening, which I will say those those little girls that were like the Sanderson scissors, they did a really good job. Like I enjoyed the opening of this film. Like I thought it they did it was very Oh yeah, especially the one especially the one who was playing Winifred. Yeah. She was really good. Like she had it down, yeah. like the, the imitation down to a T. So that, yeah. was, that was fun. And then all of a sudden I'm watching these. and I'm like, what am I watching? And then Tony Hale comes in as like the reverent to like banish these sisters. And I was like, this is amazing right now. Well, and, I, uh, I still remember when I saw him walk in through the crowd, like the crowd parted and you saw mm-hmm. it was Tony Hale was the mayor. And I was just like, yes. Yeah, I had the same reaction. <laughs> Uh, he's in this but then i was mad that i was like oh he's only going to be in this beginning scene but then as we, saw, as we saw he got uh yes. integrated into the rest of the movie which as soon was as they flashed to the future and then he was one of the first people you saw i was just like yes like okay i'm in for this well this is spoilers for hocus pocus 2 yes. i just want to talk about yeah. the spoilers wanna, hocus pocus 2 let's dive into it i wanted to talk about the scene that made me laugh the most with him or i i laughed a few different times but one i remember specifically is i uh, remember she in that opening scene, the little girls had that pet spider. <laughs> the two sisters gave Winifred as her uh, birthday present or whatever. And she let it loose and it was crawling all over Tony Hale. And he's freaking out and the whole town's freaking out. And then later when they came back, when they learned to be witches with that book and like set his house on fire. Yeah. He, he was like, no, this is the spider. <laughs> he was like, it's because of the spider. Yeah. Oh, man, that, that actually had me laughing. I was like, oh, my God dude's so funny yeah just his delivery uh, yeah what's funny is that i didn't even catch it at first uh, i had to be told but like when he the spider was on him and then he like freaked out and yeah. then he was like find it find it and if you looked it was on his shoulder <laughs> yeah, it was still on him yeah it was still on him so i didn't catch it at first but looking back but yeah tony hale crossed this whole movie man um God, and I'm blanking now at what he said later when he saw the Sanderson sisters in his garage and he called them like the geriatric golden girls or something. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're a little old for this party. <laughs> yeah. A little bit older. Yeah. Just his delivery is always uh, Tony Hale. There's not, I've never seen, he pops up in something and it's always better. Most definitely. And the other person who pops up in stuff who popped up in this one was Sam Richardson, who played Gilbert. I love mm-hmm. that dude. Yes. And he just pops up his dry delivery of stuff. The way he delivers lines, once again, you can drop him in an adult comedy. Hilarious. What's funny is I'm pretty sure both, well, they, I know they both were on Veep, and uh, which I loved that show. Mm-hmm. And they were both on that delivering completely different dialogue because that was a very adult show. And stuff that came out of people's mouths on that show was like. It's HBO. It was HBO on top of just insanity. But like. Sam Richardson, you can drop him in Hocus Pocus too, and I just thought he did a great job of propelling the story forward, giving everything purpose of like why he wanted to resurrect the Sanderson sisters. I'm like, I could buy that. That works, and he's doing stuff, and then him kind of running around with Billy Butcherson, the zombie, trying to do stuff. I was like, I'm here for all of this, but yeah, his explanations of things and his line delivery always makes me laugh. Yeah, and it also helped that you had him and the lead girl who was like of the three teenage girls who were basically the the heroes of this movie. Yeah. Um, having them both be uh, minority actors <laughs> was a plus because if you go back to the 93 one, I don't think there was one minority actor. Mm-hmm. It was also 1993, so times were different. Um, yeah, this is, this nice... is 2022 Disney. 
saying exactly saying oh there might be some black people who live in salem as well Uh, and same sex relationships that we saw on display oh yeah and and uh, you know some some like drag queen actors i enjoyed the drag queen sanderson sister contest too that was kind of funny i thought it was cool too um that made me laugh i was here for that uh, you mentioned Billy Butcherson. I thought it was really cool that they got the original actor, Doug Jones. Yeah, Doug he, Jones is the man. He is. Like, if you know Doug Jones, you know Doug Jones. Like, when he pops up in things and he's a great, like, creature, character actor. Um, yeah, yeah. You can go down the laundry list of his roles, but having him actually come back for it was great. Yeah, and, and give him a little bit more, because I don't think he did, obviously didn't talk a lot in the original or at all i don't think if i remember correctly he had his mouth sewn shut so they did cut it open and he had a few lines there yeah but he got a little more a little more play here in the sequel so good for doug jones glad to see yeah it was it was nice to see him come back to do this um you mentioned it earlier but i i swear one of the best scenes in this movie was that walgreens scene Mm -hmm. where those those girls told them that they were uh witches they're 40 year old witches and oh we keep good with our lotions and moisturizers and they took them into that walgreens and they're like which ones have the children's souls in them and that made me laugh and then they're just like drinking lotion but when what's her face uh mary picked up that like mask and was like look at this baby face and started eating it that got me i i cracked up at that yeah she she was still funny she was one of the she's like brought the comedy in the first one and she yeah. did in the one too uh like when they were freaked out about the uh, smart speaker, like the Amazon smart speaker in the oh, house. Yeah. She was like, there's a little woman trapped inside the speaker. <laughs> that made me actually laugh, like a real yeah. belly laugh. I was like, this movie's low-key funny. Yeah, uh, there, I, it got me a couple times. There were a couple times I was surprised that I actually, I genuinely laughed at a couple parts. Um, but I, like I said, I, I really enjoyed what i saw i thought it was a nice like you said they you know they played back to the original where they flew around they didn't have brooms and i know like mary she flew around on a vacuum cleaner and this time they gave her roombas to surf through but then i even like the fact that they brought those roombas back and actually they served plot purpose later right which i thought was kind of brilliant like from a script writing standpoint i was like that's really clever yeah they made those roombas matter (laughs) yeah like she had the Roombas and it was more than just a joke because later in the movie when they're trapped in the circle of salt and you're like how are they ever going to get out of this all of a sudden these Roombas come trotting up the driveway and I was like Mm. that's really good and the Roombas sucked up the salt and they escaped and I was like that's that that was pretty clever I like that what was uh what's Sarah Jessica Parker's which character name Sarah Sarah (laughs) okay all right easy enough I thought I thought that um but I thought it was clever too with her. Like you said, in the first one, they couldn't find brooms except for Winifred. So they had to make do. So she was on a, a mop, I think yeah. in the first one. Oh, and in this, this one, yeah. she was on a Swiffer. So it's like yeah. still a mop, but it's a 2023 mop. I was like, okay, that's kind of smart. Yeah. I uh, couldn't remember. We were trying to figure out what the other two, we knew it was a vacuum, but yeah. I, yeah. The mop makes sense. Yeah. So that was, you know, some callbacks for us who, who've, seen that movie countless times over the last 30 years just another one yeah 100 percent. like i said it was i thought for being one of these sequels they did a really good job of bringing back everything at the proper levels without 
wink, wink, nudge, nudge too much or relying so much on the past. Like they had a coherent story throughout. They had their message. It was really good for families. Um, you know, like you said, low key, it wasn't as dark as the original. So if your family's watching the original, then you can easily handle this one. Um, it's on Disney plus you don't got to pay for it. I mean, I don't really know what else to say about Hocus Pocus too. It's not like, you know, revolutionary and cinema. No. But. The one other thing I was going to ask you about, how do you feel? Do you feel? Okay. The first one kind of played them more, the three witches as villains mm-hmm. and they, they, you know, at the end they die, they get, um, uh, I think the two lesser sisters disappear and, and Winifred turns into stone and explodes. And they're like, just evil the entire time. This movie kind of played them more as sympathetic characters. Mm -hmm. Like the beginning kind of made you understand why they became Mm -hmm. that way because they were outcasts and everyone hated them. And, and they just turned to this and, and this movie, you know, towards the end, like we said, spoilers, but, um, in the way they dispatched them was more of a sympathetic way. Like they kind of played it like sadness. Yeah. That they, that they are leaving this way. And even the three girls who made them disappear with the book, um, they were kind of sad about it too. Like, and then, uh, the Winifred character is very sad about her sisters and she, she doesn't even want to do bad things anymore. She doesn't want to be a witch. She just wants to be with her sisters. How did you feel them playing them as more like, sympathetic anti-heroes than than straight villains like they did in the first film what's funny is i didn't really even think about it because of the Mm -hmm. fact that those characters over the past 30 years have been heroified right so it's like people have idolized those characters like those are the characters that people wanted to see in the movie so i think because of where that film what's happened in the past 30 years for those characters it just kind of became natural that you want to see them and cheer like you want to, them to be more sympathetic and i thought it was smart to make them more sympathetic and keep that like going um because that's you don't want to see those care you're not going to boo those characters because right. you've spent 30 years yeah, yeah, you spent 30 years idolizing them. You're not going to now all of a sudden start booing them and being like, oh, you know, they made them too mean. Like, I think it, it was a really smart thing to do. And honestly, until you really mentioned, I didn't even think about it because it's just was I was kind of excited to see them, you know, and see what they did. And I was kind of true, though, right. Like, you know, no, you're 100 percent right. I'm looking at it completely differently now, thinking that there was a tone that was done completely different because of that. But I think if you would have tried to make them villain and i mean i'm genuinely like i was sitting there in the opening watching the little girls be them and i'm like i hope we don't do this too long i'm like is this whole movie going to be in the past mm-hmm. and then we're just going to have the main which is you know i was kind of almost disappointing myself because i was like that's who i was there to see you know and if i'm like that who really doesn't give a shit people who really <laughs> love this is going to be like oh my god um, yeah. they would have freaked out so i think it was the only way you could have done it yeah yeah but I, no, I kinda, you're 100% right. I didn't even think about how they were both portrayed. Yeah, in two different ways. And I, like you said, it's it's kind of been a process over the last 30 years of people idolizing them and, and every, people dressing up as them every Halloween. And you talk about the Sanderson sisters and they're like cult status yeah. uh, uh, characters. And I kind of compare it to wrestling in a way where you have your heels and you have your faces. but sometimes a heel becomes just so popular among people that you can't help 
the crowd cheering them. Yeah. The crowd is going to cheer that heel no matter what. And then the people who are writing this stuff have to look at this character eventually and be like, man, they're not giving us a choice. We have to make them a hero. Like, yeah. a, like it's happening with MJF right now in AEW <laughs> I, I'm, or whatever. But you know what I'm saying? Like it happened yeah. with Rock over the years and yeah. it happened to Triple H. It's the same thing with the Sanderson sisters, okay? Yeah. Like people have been cheering them for 30 years. So you had to present them in this movie in a little different way. Uh I love the I, fact that you just compared the Sanderson sisters to Triple H. <laughs> okay. We're going <laughs> to we're going to cut that into our promo. Yeah. Uh Sanderson sisters equal Triple H. But you know what I'm saying? That's kind of <laughs> better what, than or less than. <laughs> right. That's kind of what that's kind of what happened here. So No, you're 100% right. I just I just found it kind of interesting and a uh, uh, interesting way to go with this sequel. Absolutely. I mean, it really is. It, I think it was the only way they could have went. Once again, like I said, I didn't even think about it. So I think it was the only way, the only option they had. Um, it was really smart for them to do that. Um, because like, as I mentioned earlier, they were very, um, they weren't as dark. You know, like I said, they were casting spells that were a lot eviler in the first one. Definitely. Um, they were doing a lot more shadier shit in the original one. So, I mean, yeah. this one, yeah, it was definitely noticeable that they were toned down. But, yeah, I think that's probably why they were toned down more. Mm -hmm. um, the other part that got me as we're wrapping this conversation up a little bit was when they first got resurrected mm -hmm. and they were singing. Mm -hmm. And I loved the fact that those girls that resurrected them were like, who are they singing to? <laughs> like, yeah. I love the idea that they were singing but they're they were just like, like who is this for yeah who is this for that killed me because i love yeah. that idea of people when they start singing i just love that joke it's the easiest joke to do but i love when they're like uh oh who are you singing to what's going on they've done it on the simpsons they've done it all kinds of you know i mean it's been done over and over again but i love it every time but right. i love it's when just, someone starts singing like, or even when they're like where's that music coming from like i just mm. i love that realization that musicals are weird it's just kind of a way of breaking the fourth wall and like being yeah. like, we're well aware of they're aware that they're singing to no one, the characters in the film. So it's like, and they're it, singing it, songs that existed that exist. That was weird. I wish they would have wrote original songs. True. When they're singing Blondie or uh, who sings the yeah. one way or another, is that Blondie? That is Blondie. Uh -huh. Yeah. When they're singing Blondie, you're like, all right, well, you guys didn't exist for Blondie, so you're just singing this song? Like, come on, you guys <laughs> couldn't just wrote, spend your Disney, spend a little bit of money. and. But in the first movie, didn't they sing like, one? No, in the first movie, they sang, I put a spell on you. Oh, yeah, they did. So I guess it works. <laughs> I guess it works. I guess yeah. it I guess it's there, but, but I love the fact that, yeah, those little girls were running and they, they were like, who are they singing to? And then all of a sudden they popped in front of them. You. And I was like, Oh, that, that was good. I liked that. Yeah. That was I, funny. I liked the, the realization, but then I liked that the Sanderson sisters came back and they were like, Oh, we're singing to you. Like they right. didn't even keep that fourth wall. They broke the fourth wall, but then brought it back. And I thought that was really well done. Like I said, the whole movie was done better than I thought it was going to be. I was kind of somewhat dreading. Mm -hmm. Like I really didn't know what I was getting into with that, but I enjoyed myself. No, it was fine. I'm with you. Who knows if I'll ever watch it again, but uh, I don't know. It was fine. The only thing that would have made it better is if they would have done a story where like Thora Birch came back as an adult and she's been living in Salem her entire life. And she's like a witch hunter and been waiting for the day the Sanderson sisters come back <laughs> just to end led those girls. 
I would have been like, oh, missed opportunity. Why don't you guys at least try to do something like that? You're 100% right on that. Not having the original cast, not having Thora, Birch, not really having the cast. Anybody. Yeah, just nobody from the original outside of, like you said, the ones we've mentioned. But, I mean, the main kids, just none of them reoccurring is not even a a missed opportunity yeah Yeah, not even a cameo i was really hoping like i said a thora birch cameo i Mm. thought would have been i like said i just don't know what happened there that they couldn't get anybody yeah that would have been fun um i think yeah i think whether or not they just didn't want to work it in i don't know but or they just didn't want to do it once again i don't know thora birch so well maybe they'll get her for part three because they set it up for a third film did they thought they said they were dead well, they exploded in the first one, so there was an after credit scene. I don't know if you made it all the way through the credits. I did not make it all the way through the credits. So I'm gonna have to now do that. Can, now you gotta watch part two again. We gotta watch it again because I can't fast forward. Gotta watch it. Um, yeah. the other part, as I'm as we're really, really wrapping this up now, yeah. was when that book was sweating because it was nervous. That made me laugh too. <laughs> Just that beat of sweat running that down. Beat that beat of sweat running down that as they were looking for that book and it was hiding on the shelf of all the other books. And you saw that beat of sweat running down, like, uh oh, I'm nervous. We're, that we're like, oops, that means the book's nervous. Yeah, that killed me. That was just so stupid. It also <laughs> it also cried a tear later on. So. I know it did. But at it, least it has eyes, so it like I could buy the crying a tear at the end, but it sweated. So that means that book's got sweat glands. <laughs> it's <laughs> Uh, that's funny so that cracked me up and i could just imagine how fun that would have been like all right we got to get the sweat on the book with the eyedropper and i could just imagine them getting trying to get that just right some guy's guys job is just the eyedropper for the magic book the closing statement on that i got nothing but halloween month has started this is only week one of us talking about halloween content we got some halloween treats each week for the month of October. We also have some extra surprises that and uh, collaborations we are working on that hopefully we can pull off and we will talk about that here. Hopefully on this next episode, we should have more information on that. So definitely want to make sure you stick around. Check out next week's episode as well as this one. But next week, you want don't want to miss it because we're going to have a lot of news to drop on that one of what we are doing for Halloween month. So definitely check that out. And you make sure you check that out by not missing us by subscribing and following and liking. Look for some announcements over on Twitter at Raise the Geek, Instagram at Raise the Geek. Shoot us an email if you have any questions, comments, concerns, want to join the conversation, raise the geek at gmail.com. But Don, I think that's going to do it for us this week. So for Raise the Geek, I'm Chris. And I'm Don. Thanks for checking out the show. Where geek is all we speak. <laughs>